You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this, this, this is views is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest rousing edition of the Views from Midstream podcast, your home for Carolina Panther talk around the world based out of Greenville, South Carolina. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show on the Fan Upstate in Greenville. You can find us on the internet at the Rob Brown Show on the social media pages. You can find my partner, my co-host, Lonzo Reitzel at Lonzo on Word and you know, the, the the last two podcasts coming off a win, turns out they've been a lot more fun. Who knew? And now we're going to see if maybe we can do it again. Another week of excellent podcasts with a win over the Arizona Cardinals and a 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff on Sunday afternoon. Lonzo Reitzel, I have been up and down the stat sheet, and I got to tell you, the more I look at these numbers, the more I look at the attitude of this team, which I'm going to get to here in just a minute because I saw somebody tweet something earlier that infuriated me a little bit. Um, I don't – is this feeling – and I'm not used to it. Is this feeling I have on the inside, the, 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 the warm fuzzy, is this, um, is this confidence? It's a weird – is it confidence? It's weird. Uh, Charlie Sheen would call it dragon blood. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it has to do with winning and, uh, yeah, that's what that feels like. It's absolutely what that feels like. I mean, you and I are winners in life, but, you know, seeing a team that you root for actually winning, it just helps pump up that dragon blood a little bit more. Did you know that we're, we're like the windy city right now because it's windy okay. because it's, it's, it's windy. I wasn't, we're not, we're not Chicago, but it's really windy right now. So that's that's, that's uh, what I was I was trying to figure out uh, in what ways are we like Chicago, Illinois? Um, and, and I'm going to say uh, the answer is zero. And by the way, Chicago fans who might stumble upon this, if the Carolina Panthers end up playing the Chicago Bears in the playoffs, they won't because you're not going to make it. Um, our pizza's better because Chicago pizza vastly overrated. And I will take that to the grave. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Arizona. At the bank, 4.05 p.m. on Sunday. Hey, hey, real quick, I I have a question for you about because in college, in college football, they complain about, oh, we got the noon kickoff and and we want the night kickoff. You think it's the same in the NFL as far as as if you get the four o'clock? Aren't you aren't you like one of the marquee games? Yeah, it's it's prestige because the 4.05 kicks are. Uh, traditionally more widely shown. It's more now you're not on a regional coverage there. You're on a national. So it's, it's, 
if your team gets put into the 405 slot or the Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night slot, obviously that means the majority of the country is watching you at so, that so, point. So this was about Arizona. This is why this oh, yeah. was the, it was for they picked Arizona. The uh, the the prognosticators, the the powers that that know football supposedly picked Arizona to be undefeated right now, going up against Carolina, and that it would be an easy victory and a showcase for them. Um, they were wrong. They were. Uh, I will tell you, looking down the betting lines for this weekend, that Vegas is not exactly as confident because, ladies and gentlemen, York. Carolina Panthers are one point favorites in Whoa. this game. Five and a half point dogs to the Saints last weekend. It was an outright, outright money line winner betting on Carolina. This week, a one point dog, or excuse me, one point favorite over the Cardinals. Now, keep in mind, traditionally speaking, you usually get a bump of about three points based on being the hometown. That is not always true, but sometimes you get a three-point bump, which means that Vegas believes that the Cardinals are effectively a safety better than us, but because of the fact that Carolina's coming off of a W, because of the fact that the bank, while not packed full, had some juice in it last week, I expect attendance will be a little bit better this week coming off of a win, they believe that the home field crowd will do just enough to sway the Panthers into a dub over the Cardinals. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, now, before we get any deeper, and, and, and I want to say this, we're going to talk about the elements potentially, potentially coming into play in this discussion. Potentially. There is the chance that we might get some offshoots into or off of the tail ends of Hurricane Ian as its remnants make its way up north through the top portion of the Carolinas. But the forecast is now looking like if there's rain, it might at best be intermittent. It might at best have a little bit of a factor. That being said, the run game is important. And we would be remiss not to bat leadoff. And I'm not saying I told you so here, Lonzo, but Christian McCaffrey got the 29 touches you were looking for last week. And wouldn't you know it, he missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday dealing with an injury that may or may not keep him off the field on Sunday. He is listed as questionable. I'm not saying I told you so, Lonzo. I'm just staring deeply at you and rubbing my chin in thought. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not buying it. I, I'm just – I'm not buying it. He, uh, If you look, every week he has a supposed injury when they keep him out on Wednesday. It's uh, a bruise or, or something, and uh, I, I can't directly quote Christian from last week, but he said, if I have to go to the bathroom – People say it's an injury. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying that they're reporting it erroneously. I am just saying, you know, it's the National Football League. Ow, I have a bruise. Ow, I have a, 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 a slight laceration. Ow, I have a slight strain. I'm just not buying it. I, I, I hate that. 
but I, I'm not buying it. I don't think he's hurt. Uh, I do, and here's why. I think if they were milking this Tom Brady style, right? Because Tom Brady gets the Giselle-mandated Wednesdays off all season long. If it was we're just giving him some time off, we're just giving him a little extra time to kind of come around and and, and get some extra rest, uh, they would not be specific in what was causing Christian McCaffrey to have missed multiple practices. I, I have to interrupt you, and I have to disagree, because the last two Wednesdays he's had off, he had some sort of injury. They're coming up with an injury every single week. Yeah, he missed Thursday also, but they're coming up with an injury. They're coming up with a bruise or a strain every week to say why he's missing instead of saying he's just not practicing on Wednesday. Right, I'd be fine have- with that. I'd be fine with that. Except he also didn't practice on Thursday, and we're still writing on the report. But I wouldn't be shocked to find out that he wasn't part of today's team activities. And on by the way, I already that- I already checked it out. I already checked it out because uh, I'm on vacation and you were uh, busy doing our what? show without me. Yeah, and uh, he practiced today. Uh, Jonathan Jones who is an NFL insider for CBS Sports, put up a tweet uh, yesterday evening that said, quote, there's more concern around this quad injury than the previous Knicks that landed him on the injury report earlier this month. So, look, I hope you're right. I hope it's nothing. I hope it's some rest, some R&R. I hope my man is kicking his feet up in the locker room, playing a little Madden on the Xbox by his locker. I hope he's getting the deep breath exercises in, whatever he needs to be doing. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But this does not appear to just be a have a nice day off of practice, McCaffrey. There seems to be some concern about this, and that does concern me running him into the teeth of a front seven of Arizona that's pretty good at being physical at the line of scrimmage. All right, so you, we started this pod off with you feeling good and everything, and you just, you just dove right into the pool of negativity. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I choose to believe that he's got the normal bumps and bruises that a running back have at, at the beginning of a year, especially a running back who was held out of preseason games, didn't practice as much because they're treating him like he's delicate. He don't run that way. And I haven't seen him uh, in the last day or so to see if he has that grin on his face when they ask him about the injury because that grin says everything. We will uh, we will find out. McCaffrey had previously been listed with ankle and shin injuries earlier in the year. This is the first time that the quad has been discussed as a possibility uh, again. Fingers crossed. I hope everything is just fine with Rum CMC, but we'll find out. Let's talk about some other stuff that will impact this game because we do have a guest joining us coming up in the next segment, and we'll introduce him here in just a couple of moments from now. But as of right now, 
the Panthers on a six-game winning streak against the Arizona Cardinals. They are 8-3 and three at home all-time against the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals in their house last year, 34-10, and that was about the time last year that we really kind of started thinking, all right, maybe this team's close. Maybe this guy team's got some opportunity here. Of course, the wheels fell off shortly after that. But a couple of things that I do think uh, are important. The first is Arizona has been notorious for their slow starts this season. Outscored 56-13 in the first halves of their first three games. They are 1-2 in that record. They're the only team in the NFL that has not scored a single point in the first quarter. They have converted a total of five first downs in all three games in the first quarter, and they are tied for the fewest total yards combined between the three first quarters at 95. The team that they are tied for, for least yards in first quarter so far this season, the Carolina Panthers. But the Panthers have put up points in first quarter so far. Lonzo, if nothing else, the number one key to this game for me is jump out in front of the Cardinals early, make them put the game onto the arm of Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray has not been a very efficient passer so far this year, despite the weapons he has at wideout. I agree with you about getting points early, but I think they need touchdowns early. And that's uh, one of the biggest problems right now with the Carolina Panthers is getting it in the end zone. When you get in the red zone, they keep stalling out and have to go for field goals. And uh, I'd like to see them get in the end zone. That would be nice. Kyler Murray, 63.8% completion percentage on 90 of 141 through the air, 784 yards and three touchdowns, one interception on the year. But here's what's very interesting The most explosive pass play they've had so far has gone just 30 yards, and they really have not had any other big-time plays outside of that. The offense has struggled. They got blown out 44-21 by the Chiefs, and they lost 20-12 to the Rams, a game in which every single Arizona point came through field goals. Offensively, this Arizona team is pedestrian. It's average. And statistically speaking, they're actually in the ballpark with Carolina. Here's the the numbers overall. Right now, Arizona's grabbing 353 yards per game. That is good for 15th best in the league. The Panthers, 276.3, 30th in the league. But they are only getting 105 on the ground. 248 through the air is good for 12th, and that's why they're kind of in that mark. But they are 30th in the league in third down efficiency. 23rd in the league in total yards per game all combined. 30th in the league in overall, or excuse me, in passing yards allowed per game. 32nd in the league at stopping the third down. Defensively, this team has a liability in the defensive backfield, which for me, Lonzo, means this is a make-or-break game for Baker Mayfield. If there is a game where Baker can turn the corner against a very average, dare I say, bad secondary, it is this Sunday. You know, I get what you're saying, but let's say he has another off game like he did last week and they still win. 
I mean, how's it a how's it a a, a break game? You you think Sam Darnold comes back and suddenly you throw him in there because he's more efficient, even though you won a game with Baker not playing well, which I don't think is going to happen again. I, I thought he played pretty well the first two games, minus a quarter here or there. This last game he did not play that great. But the defense stepped it up, and that's, I think, the main key right now is all those offensive stats you pointed out. Carolina's defense pretty good. They really are, and all those stats, I think, ranked eighth overall or something like that, maybe even higher now. And until last week, they didn't have any takeovers. They took care of that last week. So Baker needs to be efficient. I don't think he has to light the world on fire if the defense plays up to their potential. Uh, I will say this, looking down the individual statistics, the, the the breakdown of statistics for the defense, as good as they played last week, as well as they played last week, and they did play well against New Orleans, it's really not that impressive if you go category by category. We are 18th in total yards per game allowed, 22nd in rushing yards allowed per game, 13th in passing yards allowed per game, 26th in total sacks, 18th in third down efficiency allowed, 18th in takeaways with three and tied for 12th. And this is the best number tied for 12th and points allowed per game. So our defense is going to have, and, and it's a progression, right? You go back to the first two games against Cleveland and New York versus the defense that showed up against new Orleans in week three. It is very clear that the defense is getting better game by game. And that's exactly what you want to see. All right. All right. All right. So saying, I, I, let, me, let me finish up my thought on Baker and then I'll get out of the way. Cause we got to run to a break. My thought on Baker is this. It's not make or break as in Darnold will be will replace him if he doesn't play well when Sam Darnold gets back on the roster. It is make or break in terms of mindset, in terms of confidence, in terms of getting the wide receivers and the running backs on the same page to trust in and believe in Baker Mayfield. It is about gelling this offense. If they cannot gel the passing offense against one of the worst defensive secondaries in the league this Sunday, how are you going to gain confidence going up against better ones over the next three weeks when the schedule gets tougher? All right, I hate to go here, but you know, Rob, according to stats, according to stats, everything you just said, Carolina's defense is at least 10 slots better in almost every category than Arizona's offense. So what you talking about, man? I, I mean, you t- you're going 30, 26, 28 on all their offensive stats, and then we're in the 18s and the 20s for Carolina's defense. That's that's 10 better. That, to me, is a lot better. Oh, no, listen, again, stacked up, this is a solid effort for us. We have a very good run defense up front. We saw that with Derek Brown last week. Their strength is the run. Kyler Murray's going to try to throw the ball. He has not been very good at it this year. We've got a really good secondary. In fact, I'm looking for one, maybe two picks in this game to kind of change the flow of the game. The mismatches are there, and I actually have, as I mentioned to start the pod, I've, I've got some confidence in how this game plays out. I'm just saying defensively there are some spots that we have a little bit of a middle-of-the-pack feel, and that's got to be better because the last thing you want is an Arizona team who has zero momentum right now to gain it against you. And let's talk some Arizona Cardinals. we got a guest coming up after this, and we're going to break it down with the bad guys in the house on the Views from Mid Street podcast. 